Welcome vacationers to a very special holiday episode to all our fans. Whatever holiday you celebrate, know that it's wrong because religion is stupid. Villains on Vacation welcomes and respects all faiths, beliefs, and non-beliefs. We are your lovely, sexy, and humble hosts, Wes and Eric, and we figured, hey, if Hallmark can make shitty holiday movies, we can make a shitty holiday podcast. I mean, some of their uh, holiday episodes are very nice. But, dude, that was an intro. You don't have to, like, critique it. I don't give a shit about Hallmark. KFC recipe for seduction. (laughs) I'm just saying... KFC recipe for seduction. Mm-hmm. Mario Lopez, uh, right? Plays I, Colonel Sanders. The only the only critique I have is he did not put on a thick Southern accent. Uh, you watched it? No, not yet, but I want to. But I saw oh, okay. the preview. Well, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's pause for a second. We're getting way <laughs> way ahead of ourselves. We uh, you brought Hallmark, man. You're right. You're right. Uh, for our fans, we figured, hey, let's do a little holiday special. This is kind of a free-form episode. We're just going to talk about some holiday villains. We're just we're just winging it. And the best thing about this right now is usually in our other episodes, we get progressively more drunk. But right now, both of us, we're pretty fucking drunk. We're already there. So let's get into it. Merry Christmas. So here's the question, Wes, and I'll kick this over to you first. The question is, what would you, in your opinion, consider a Christmas villain? Now, does it have to be a specific Christmas villain or Christmas movie? Or does it have to be a movie that takes place during Christmas or a winter theme? I'm going to kick that over to you to start us off. Uh, Well, I think you kind of answered it in the middle of your question. You said, does it have to be just during (laughs) Christmas time? I think that is 100% not true. I think a Christmas villain has to have some sort of Christmas theme to their background that forces their actions. So that's why like, the Grinch is obviously, to me, the quintessential Christmas villain. Because he hates Christmas, he reacts in a certain way towards the villi- or the, the Who villagers. Whoville. Whereas, like we were talking earlier, uh, Cruella de Vil, it's a movie during Christmas time, but that doesn't really have any action on what she does in trying to murder these puppies. It's just, it just so happens to be during Christmas time. So okay. I think it has to have a direct application to the, the antagonist's actions. Okay, so Gremlins would not consider a Christmas villain because that was completely during Christmas. Had a it Christmas was. theme. Obviously, so like, I mean, there that director or was that fucking George Lucas? Who was that? No, I'm pretty sure it was Spielberg. Okay, like I think he tried to make it a Christmas movie in that like the movie itself was based around Christmas, but the the Gremlins didn't really have anything to do with Christmas. So I wouldn't, I would consider it a Christmas movie. I wouldn't consider them a Christmas villain. Right. Because they forced in the Phoebe Cates, dad falling down the chimney as Santa Claus and dying to like, right. Make it a Christmas movie, which I feel like was a little bit forced. I, I agree. I don't, what do you think? Do you have your own opinion or so is I, mine just I think correct? It's, I, 
I think it's if it has a Christmas element to it. So like Frosty the Snowman, for example, is considered a Christmas type of character. Well, so yeah, with, but Santa also directly interacts with Frosty. Does he? At does least that in the old in the animation, yeah. Uh, really? I was he? thinking about the animation one where, yeah, because the magician is trying to get Frosty's or hit the magician's hat back from Frosty. And Santa comes in and intervenes at the very end saying, if you take this hat back, you're not going to get any toys for a zillion years. So I don't remember that from the claymation puppet special. I don't remember the claymation one as much as I remember the animation one. But if you think about Frosty's Christmas song, Santa has nothing to do with it. Uh, No, I agree. I'm 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 not advocating that frosty is a christmas character he's more of just a winter character oh no well that's what i was getting getting at because then you have jack frost who mm-hmm. in some movies have been directly linked with christmas such as jack frost with michael keaton as the oh, yeah thing where he comes back and I, that is one of my guilty pleasures i'm not gonna uh, lie i fucking love that movie i just love michael keaton i guess well so you have him in that one, which, again, great movie. Did you know that it was supposed to be George Clooney? And that's why the snowman looks like George Clooney. I did not know that. That's what they But now that you say that, the snowman 100% looks like George Clooney. Originally, they wanted George Clooney to do it. But then you have Mike Martin Short. That was the Jack Frost in Santa Claus 3 which would be a connection to Christmas. So I think I saw that movie in theaters and I oh, it was, blocked it from my mind because it was so bad. So bad. It was because I love the first one with Tim Allen. Like Tim Allen's just a shitty person in general, but that first movie is so fucking good when he's uh, being interrogated by the police and he keeps saying different <laughs> Chris Kringle name or Santa Claus names. I crack up every time he goes Topo Gijo. <laughs> I fucking love it. I lose it every time. I don't know what's so funny about it, but I fucking love it. But in the third one, Jack Frost, who is played by Martin Short with waxed over hair and just like over the top makeup is the bad guy in that one and like mm-hmm. takes Santa's powers away. That's a Christmas movie. Well, I would also consider him a Christmas villain because he's directly stealing something from Santa. Right. But then you have Jack Frost, the killer snowman. From the shitty B movie? Yes. They made three sequels to that one, too. Yeah. There's a lot of bad, bad movies out there. It's one of those where it's like, so where do you draw the line where it's a Christmas villain versus a winter villain? You know, that's that's where I'm getting it. It's up to interpretation, I'd say. I Like I said earlier, I think it's if it's directly related to Santa or the whole holiday, that would be considered a Christmas villain. So would you or holiday consider villain. would you consider Krampus as a holiday or Christmas villain? Well, he's literally just like an evil Santa, so yeah. He is. He puts children in burlap sacks and beats them. I've come face-to-face with many Krampuses when I was studying abroad. That's right. You told me this story. I got whipped by him because the girl next to me screamed. They thought I screamed, and they decided to whip me with their whips. 
would they whip you with something else? No, nope, but I Krampuses are real. They're just drunk assholes at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> they dress up as devils and they think that the alcohol shield will shield them. And they just whip people. If you take anything away from this episode, Krampuses are real and they're just drunk assholes in Germany. Yeah, Austria Poland. too. Oh, Austria. Sorry. Any any of the Germanic countries, <laughs> they're there. It's just people getting excuses to get drunk and whip people with whips. Well, I mean, I think that was a good segment. Yeah. But Did you we also it? no, um, we're still oh, talking. Fuck. Oh shit. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, man. You're ruining everything. Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost the wheel and the Joker got away. All right, so let's uh, let's get into a little Christmassy holiday theme. Absolutely. So I I just have a question for you, Eric. I love it. How do you feel about Christmas in general? Do you enjoy it? Is this a happy time of the year for you? What's what's I your favorite it. thing about the holidays? I enjoy it as being an adult now. Uh, <laughs> now the holidays after thirty uh, years. Well, you know, I, yeah, after thirty years, it's one of those things where you can go home and appreciate the time off. You start to enjoy that in college, where you have like two months off. But then when you get to adult, it's like you have real work and you have to figure out when you're going to take the time off. But it's one of those things where I grew up in a big family, Italian family. We had. Skinkle is an Italian name? No, that's actually a German name. Uh, Mm. On my mom's side, it's the Riccios. That definitely sounds Italian. Yeah. Super Italian. So we have the seven fishes for Christmas Eve. You got 30 plus family members there and growing because, you know, the Italian thing is reproduction and just keep pumping out the kids. That sounds Uh, like my nightmare. Yeah, that's that's kind of the, the family thing at weddings. That's that's my grandfather's toast. It was reproduction. <laughs> <laughs> so God rest his soul. So Christmas is always like a special time because you can go home. And nowadays it's just kind of like take a week off and just relax. You enjoy being at home, open some presents and just like taking a load off, catching up with family, catching up with friends. Not this year, maybe, but past years, yes. I kind of feel the opposite. I've never really been a Christmas fan. I've come to enjoy it a little bit more now just because I'm closer with my family now. But before, like, this part of the year, I would always just get super depressed. The anxiety of having to try and buy presents for other people when I didn't have any money was just excruciatingly painful. And... It just it it seemed to always sucked and like I would just be disappointed a lot and that's really no one's fault except for my own. But now like past couple years, my like my parents have come over to my house after go spend it with my sister who just had had a newborn. So obviously that takes priority. But it's been kind of nice, just kind of like we haven't really been doing the gifts recently. So like the monetary sort of anxiety is gone, Mm -hmm. and I'm not really under any restrictions with that but i used to be and it would it was super i I would get super anxious about it 
I, I just didn't have money. So I, it sucked. Like my family also went through some tough spots where like they couldn't buy things that I wanted. And like, I guess I was just being selfish at the time. I, it just, it, it never seemed to be that joyous, cheerful part of the year. Like the days were shorter. I would get depressed and it just kind of sucked. And also the fact that I hate religion probably had a play into it. Right. Yeah, probably a little bit. Like the way, the way I grew well, I just, up was. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't like the capitalistic ideas that are forced onto you. Like you need to buy things for other people and like, it, it's just fucking dumb. So actually well, really quick, uh, one of my favorite yeah, things, it was Pendulette. I read one of his books a couple years ago and mm-hmm. He's a pretty prominent atheist, and one of the things he talked about was like they, his family doesn't celebrate Christmas. What they mm-hmm. do is they celebrate New Year's, and during that time, they go and reflect on what it means to be a family, and they, they made that holiday their own, and they don't mm-hmm. have to have it covered with a hundred layers of religious bullshit. They just made it a family holiday, which I feel that that I can respect. I don't need the whole, you know, oh, Jesus was born on this day, which he obviously was not. It was stolen from the pagan winter solstice and all that. I won't get into it, but <laughs> I, I can respect that sort of attitude towards it. And I'm starting to grow into the holiday spirit, but before yeah. it was it was always tough for me. Well, and like with with my family, it was more of we're not going to have a big Christmas this year. That's that's kind of like my mom's catchphrase every Christmas is we're not going to have a big Christmas this year, especially when my, me and my sister got older. And it was one of those things where like, yeah, we're not going to buy a lot of presents for each other. And it's one of those things where it's, you got to think about what you're going to buy them. Don't buy useless shit, like buy things like, so for example, my mom every year now I get, who is one of our biggest fans. Shout out to Rhonda Skinkle. I'm she, I'm loving the Facebook enthusiasm that she brings. She's one of the few people that uh, actually reacts to our posts. <laughs> so fans she, around the world, please do better. We need we need more interactions than just Eric's mom. She has made it through half of an episode. That's it. <laughs> because uh, once we say language that is not mm. to her uptaking, she just turns it off. Well, I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to my mom because she has made it through at least two episodes and she finds me funny, which <laughs> probably isn't the best recommendation because hey, like I, every every mom thinks their kid is funny and talented. But I appreciate I the effort. I think you're funny on too, part. buddy. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I think your but mom's like, funny. But from the when we were talking about Christmas and like materialistic things, I only get things that are practical at this point in time i'm more of a practical giver so my mom i get her coffee mm-hmm. she gets a subscription box for six months oh which she one loves I, coffee i've had a coffee subscription box and it was great oh she does i i get her coffee cargo and they give her the k cups oh it's different than what i had i i don't remember what i had but it was like different coffees from around the world but please continue yeah. So then with my little sister who moved out to California recently, well, last year she moved out to California. I got her games that are like secret identity games. So I got her the Don Party dinner game, Mm -hmm. which is secret identity 
who's the cannibal, who's the settler. Like and Caleb my, Crawdad. My I do um, declare. advice to her was play this with your friends, then you know who the good liars are. That's basically what Among Us skill. does right now. Right. Well, and, and when we played Secret Hitler the couple times that we played the game nights, mm-hmm. that's how you know who's a really good fucking liar in your friends group. And then you know to watch those fuckers. Yeah, 100%. Those are life skills. Do a game night. See who's the best liar. <laughs> if they're the best liar, keep an eye on them. Dashing through the snow on the one-horse open sleigh, or the fields we go laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to laugh and sing a sleigh song tonight. Okay, well, now I think it's time where we get into the roast beast and potatoes of the episode. Some holiday Christmas villains. We'll talk about some iconic Christmas villains, our favorites. What do you have for us, Eric? So I'm going to take one and just kind of toss it back at you. Do you think Ebenezer Scrooge is considered a Christmas villain or a victim? That is a really good question because I think he's a little bit of both. Because when he first starts out in the, the story, he is he is the villain because... He's making everyone work on Christmas. He's only worried about making money. But then towards the end of the episode, you start feeling bad for him. And so it's that mix of he's both the antagonist and the protagonist. And I think it's really testament to Charles Dickens's writing because that it's really hard to do when you start feeling bad for the bad guy. And to me, I I don't I don't even know. Uh, it I think he is a bad guy that is able to find redemption. So I think he is a villain because he literally is a shitty, shitty person in the beginning of the, uh, of the story, you know, fucking over tiny Tim and his family. But then, you know, he's visited by these three ghosts and now all of a sudden he's okay and he's redeeming himself. So it's a, it's, it's a difficult one. So I, I would still consider him a villain but he's a okay. villain that has a redemption story. See, and I personally wouldn't because we don't get a satisfying villain end to him. That's that's my thing. I want my villains, and I know he's a shitty person in the beginning, but he grows and can learn and be a better person at the end. In my thinking, I want my villains to meet a demise. I want... The Ghosts of Future Pass ending for him to happen. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I kind of just because you're a villain doesn't put you above redemption. Okay. A hundred percent agree with you that I do also enjoy when a villain gets a ironic or a perfect demise that fits their character. But I, I'm I'm not above them redeeming themselves either. Okay, so you're looking for a Darth Vader where they can redeem themselves in the end. Uh, not it depends on the story, really. I okay, I just okay. I enjoy the story more than just the demise of a villain. Vader is a good example too cuz like he he does redeem himself kind of at the end, but if you watch the whole 
sort of rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker. Like he also does a lot of shitty things. Right. And it really puts it on the viewer or the reader if he's worthy of redemption. Right. And that's, and I, that's, that's what I love is that sort of interpretation of the villain of, do you think they can be okay? Like, can they turn a new leaf or do they need to meet their demise? And, and that's where I'm at with Ebenezer Scrooge. If you want to look at him as a villain, I don't think he met his redemption where he's, at the end of the movie, like picking up Tiny Tim and everything like that, or the book. Well, it's, it's very those... superficial, honestly. Yes. Yeah. It, it's it's reversible very quickly. Yeah. And Christmas cannot save him on that one. Uh, no, I agree with that. But as a closed story, it makes sense. But in the end, like, <laughs> oh, he, he makes up for Christmas. Like, okay, he's probably just going to go back to being a shitty person later. You talk to him in June, he's going to be just the same. (laughs) Summer Scrooge is a fucking dickhead. His employees want to work in shorts, and he's just saying, like, no, it's fucking work pants and a blazer. You're going to be sweating your balls off, but fuck you. It's June. We need to make that money. My old company said, we're not a shorts company for the summer in Baltimore. I sweat my ass off. Yeah, but what company is a shorts company? A decent one. Decent (laughs) human beings in the summer in Baltimore with 90 degrees plus 100% humidity. Uh, You're not wrong. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) But really, we can like go into this however long we want to. But really, it's... Let's talk about some more holiday villains that are yeah, actual villains. Yeah, let's, let's do it. So I, I'm going to pass this off to you because I know you've been about ready to shit your pants. How are we doing this? How do you want to do this? Do you want to just list off and then discuss them and then just move on? Or what do you want to do on this one? Well, I was about to pass it off to you and then you interrupted me. Uh, yeah, no, go ahead. Pass off. So as I was saying, you were about to shit your <coughs> pants. And there's the cough with every drink we ever have, except for Ursula's. This has but a regardless. lot of whiskey in it. <laughs> no, I, I want to hear you talk about Hans Gruber. Ah, oh, the grooves. The, the grooves. Let me tell so you. So to uh, me, like, bef- before I pass it off, I know I just said I would, but... Go ahead. Hans Gruber, everyone, it's this weird fucking is Die Hard a Christmas movie. I am 100% all on board for if you want to watch this during Christmas, that's considered a Christmas movie, but we're talking about Christmas villains. So it's a little bit different. And I want to hear what you have to say about him. Cause you're the, you're the expert. So my thing is it happens during a Christmas party. His whole takeover happens on Christmas Eve to do this robbery. And that's what makes him a Christmas villain. I have more. I have the gremlins that also take over on Christmas Eve. Okay, we're not talking I, about I, gremlins. I, I I understand that, but I'm just looking at it as okay. So he takes over a Christmas party in a building. Which, by the way, who does their Christmas parties on Christmas Eve? No, you do it on the 23rd, or you do it on the 22nd. <laughs> That's when everyone can get drunk and be hungover and don't have to worry about coming in to face your coworkers the yeah. day after. Let me stop you right there. So this goes back to what I said earlier was, does the holiday have a direct application 
to what the villain is doing or his actions. So does Christmas really have like, is he really influ- is Christmas really influencing Hans Gruber's actions? No, or is it just not. coincidental? And this is, this is where I think we disagree. It's I, I don't have an opinion. I, I think it's dumb I, to have an opinion. I think if there's a Christmas element in the movie, you can argue that it is a Christmas villain. Even if people don't understand on that one, because I believe Hans Gruber is a Christmas villain. I believe the Gremlins are a Christmas villain. I believe the reindeer from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer are the Christmas villains. <laughs> they're not they're villains. Bullies. They're just assholes. <laughs> they are bullies. Oh, yeah. And if if he could shoot lasers out of that fucking red nose, he'd fucking murder them all. We'd have reindeer stew for dinner. And I would I would stand by Rudolph's decision to laser their fucking asses. So you're an advocate for murder. One deserved. When deserved. <laughs> Jack Frost is a Christmas villain because he's had plenty of movies where he has messed up Christmas for the rest of us. Gingerbread Man, including Gary Busey, is a Christmas villain because it's a gingerbread man and there's gingerbread houses in Christmas. Then we have the whole Santa Claus, Bill Goldberg from Santa's sleigh. Dude, you I'm were. Uh, I'm gonna stop you right here. We're going in. Yeah, you're 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 going off the deep end right now. I like we could talk about this after this, but I I just want to kind of get your feelings on Hans Gruber right now. Oh, uh, you 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 thought you opened the floodgates and then you could put them back together. I Hans I don't think Gruber. I opened any floodgates. I oh, there was strictly there was asked about that, Hans Gruber. There were floodgates that you opened. Anyways, obviously, I know that now is a Christmas villain because he did his heist on Christmas Eve. That's when Santa Claus comes. That's when Santa Claus comes. Okay, you can't be bad on when Santa Claus comes. Okay, (laughs) that's your only mentality. (laughs) He's he's like, oh shit, uh, I I can't I can't be bad today. Santa's Um, coming today. When did the wet bandits go into Kevin McAllister's house? Well, so that's that's a different story is Christmas Eve. If we're going to talk about the wet bandits, I think they are a Christmas villain because they are directly affecting other families Christmas experience. And Hans Gruber isn't. No, I'm not. Say- I That's why I was asking for your opinion. I mean, they're not really because- celebrating. Well, I guess they are. It's a holiday party it's, it's not christmas really affecting party. their christmas in general it, a well, christmas it, it party does not equate to christmas i'm pretty sure if your family member doesn't come home from christmas it's gonna affect your christmas party well that's the type of insight i i want to hear from you like you have ellis booby from die hard that gets shot in the head he's not coming home for christmas that's an affected Christmas. All of the cops not coming home for Christmas, they're going to be affected from Christmas. And even though the terrorists are bad, or no, the thieves, we're not going to call them terrorists. They're thieves because all they're trying to do is get into the vault of the Nantaki building. Those guys, all they want to do is get some, they're making 20% on the beach and everything like that. But those guys, they're not going to be able to go back home for their Christmas either. 
Christmas is affected by Die Hard, and there's plenty of people that are on the grid that are out of power on Christmas Eve that's talked about in the movie. But they have to cut to make sure Nakatomi Building is out of power. There's a lot of people affected on Christmas in this movie. No, Christmas Eve. That's a good point. I I never really thought about it that way. I'm not saying I 100% lean, because I'm strictly in the middle on this, because I honestly Uh don't give a shit. Yeah, I know. Uh, But but that's 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 a good argument for for the pro Christmas movie Die Hard. But again, let's go back to what you were saying earlier. Let's let's talk about some other Christmas villains that you have absolutely some insight into. Oh, you want my insight into? It. I'm talking uh, about Gremlins. Yeah, I'm talking about the reindeer. I'm talking about Jack Frost. And let me tell you, there's this movie out right now. It's called. Batman with Mel before Gibson. before you go into it nonsensical rant about this. Oh shit, my god! No, what do you? I one hundred percent believe have? that Mel Gibson should not have his career reinvigorated by whatever the fuck he's doing. He's a giant piece of shit. Well, he should I'll not be you. in any B movie, C movie. <laughs> fuck that guy. But please well, go on you. about your fat man nonsense this this movie is not reinvigorating anything (laughs) for him because it had so much potential so much potential and it squandered it okay squandered it i i want the audience to know how fierce and infuriated i can't even speak right now because i'm hammered eric looks right now like He's clenching his fists, just banging them on the desk. He's I, he's a monster right now, and it's all because uh, of Mel Gibson because he agrees with his anti-Semitism, right? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. This movie had the potential to be absurd, and that's what you need. You need some movie dude, when they're like, "You're going to go after Santa Claus." Dude. Good. Lean into it. Lean into it. Lean into the absurdity. I 100% agree with you. But that is such a delicate balance because, like, there's so many different, with whatever sort of uh, vision you have for your movie in any aspect, the director needs to balance the absurdity. Like, if they're going full on absurd, they need to go on full on absurd and they don't oh, need to like, they don't need to balance it with the, Oh, this could be real. Like you just need to fucking go for it. My hope was the final battle. Mel Gibson goes into the shed. He needs to get a Santa armor on and we're talking full red fucking Santa suit and a Santa fucking hat coming out with a fucking just machine gun. None of that. None of that. None of that has happened. You know what happened? He was just in a fucking Alaskan looking thing where he was just in his overalls and his goddamn hunter cap. And you're like, you think you're the first one to come for my head? I don't care about that. I want some fucking reindeer battles. I want some fucking... Elves ripping uh, um, people to shit. Uh, I'm I'm gonna stop you right there. 
what do you mean by reindeer battles? I want some fucking rain, like <laughs> tanks on reindeers. No, or just no, reindeer on reindeer. At one point in the movie, they go, "Oh, that's comet." Oh, as long as it wasn't a Blitzen, because he'll rip your fucking nuts off. <laughs> that's what they said in the movie. <laughs> that's what they said in the movie. Oh my god! Like I want to see some of that. I will. Yeah, say, they should have gone full force on that. I, I will say. Walter Goggins, every every weird character he plays, he does an amazing job at it. He's a weird fucking individual, but you know what? He owns it, and he knows how to make a paycheck out of it. <laughs> the whole time, he is co- he's collecting Santa's workshop toys. He pays like oodles of dollars to get these toys made by Santa for revenge for not bringing back his parents. <laughs> That is that that's his motive. Then a 12 year old hires him to kill Santa Claus because he gave him cold. Dude, I don't even know how to dissect this. That's a stupid fucking movie. And I (laughs) thought it would be more outrageous. (laughs) All right. Let's move on past this fucking nonsensical fat Mel Gibson bullshit. Three stars. Three stars. What's what's. I just kind of put this together, and I, I kind of want to get your opinion. Yeah. Um, you you mentioned that you don't necessarily think Scrooge is a villain. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the Grinch? Because it's kind of this, a similar plot line where, you know, he hates Christmas. He's trying to ruin it for all of the Whoville citizens. Um, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he kind of gets this new idea in his head and... Christmas isn't a bad idea and then he goes and saves it for everyone. So is is the Grinch in my opinion one of the biggest Christmas villains ever? Is he actually a villain in your eyes? In my eyes no because people can change. Just like Scrooge, he's not really a villain in my eyes either. It's one of those where they can change and they can improve and they can you know, change their personality by some perspective. It's, it's it's all about the perspective that you come back into. Right, but just because they can change doesn't mean they're not a villain. So, like, they can be. It's, that's that's the whole premise of a story arc is you have, you know, the beginning, you have the apex, and then you have the closure. So, with Scrooge and the Grinch, it kind of follows the same premise where they are the full-on villain they keep going their evil, douchey ways. They ruin Christmas, and then they go, oh, maybe it's not that bad, and they come back down that arc, and it's more of a redemption arc. But that that doesn't mean that not a villain. It's just more of a redemptive villain. I look at them as they're some real sons of bitches, and then they find the errors in their ways. That's my... So- that's, that's my- Right, so I, I see that, but you're. I feel like you're focusing more on just the endpoints of their story arc, right? Which I don't fully agree with. Where okay, like, you, you should you should focus more on the entire arc than just on the end bit, because like at the end, yes, they redeem themselves. At the end, they're not necessarily a villain, but the whole story revolves around them being a villain. Well, I look at it, both of the Grinch and Scrooge from a Christmas perspective as they are misunderstood. 
But that and, doesn't mean they're not a villain. Because a lot of villains have a skewed vision of things. You're you're right. You're right. And now I'm thinking about it. They were wronged or they thought they were wronged at some point. Because I'm looking at Scrooge with Bill Murray also in my yes, head. Yes, I fucking love that movie. At the same time, it's, it's, it's a interpretation of the truth that they see that they've been wronged. Even with the Jim Carrey one where uh, the kids well, make fun of him and things like that. Well, I, I, I kind of like that in, yeah. in the story where it gives that selfish aspect where they think they've been wronged, where honest, in a grander view of things, they really haven't. And that right. kind of adds to their villainy where it's, they're extremely selfish and they're only looking at their own story. Right. No, and, and you you have a valid point on that one. You you do have a valid point on that one because it is a selfish look on that one. It's like that is only affecting me. It's like no, some other people might have thought some other ways, and somebody blowing you off might have blown you off for a valid reason, and you should not be a son of a bitch and not take it against them and not ruin fucking Christmas, you sons of bitches. That's that's my two cents. I'm also drunk. So uh, you and me both, brother. My name's Rudolph. Hi. Okay, so we've talked a lot about about a lot of bullshit and nonsense so far, but I think we should really get into the we should go into the deep end. In my opinion, the two most evil, straight up Christmas villains. And in my opinion, those are the Burgermeister Meisterberger and then Mr. Potter from A Wonderful Life. Mr. Potter is a real son of a bitch. So I agree. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier is it's neither one of these villains have a redemption story. They just both end with them being shitty fucking people. So yep. Burgermeister Meisterberger just kind of like fades out, kind of dying, and Chris Kringle just like continues to give toys to these uh, somber town people. The the problem with Mr. Potter is he has no redeeming factors whatsoever. Like, and it was made in 1946, I think. Um, I Around could be time. wrong, but it was one of those things where he was just a son of a bitch that didn't care about anything. And Jimmy Stewart, when he was going through like the manic portions of that movie, that was him going through some PTSD, like for real, because he really? was a, yeah, that was, if, if you look on screen when he's having trouble, that is America looking at a soldier having PTSD because he's a, he, during the war, during World War II, he flew multiple fighter combat missions and had PTSD coming back from it. So that was him basically displaying what raw PTSD was on the screen. Jimmy Stewart was a stand-up guy, let me tell you. Cool. Yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> and Mr. Potter was a real son of a bitch. No, yeah, he, it, it's the same sort of thing with uh, Burgermeister Meisterberger, because literally Burgermeister Meisterberger was built off the militarism of Adolf Hitler. Yep. So he basically 
outlawed all the toys in his town because he didn't like them and he just kind of like faded away it wasn't as a dramatic ending as it probably should have been but he was just a shitty fucking person like trying to outlaw toys getting rid of chris kringle or making him an outlaw and then literally the only reason chris kringle or the story goes on is because chris kringle survives and Burger Meister Meister Burger just dies. Well, it's it's one of like look at Mr. Potter. He really doesn't have an ending. He's just like everyone else, just like, oh, he's a son of a bitch. We're not gonna listen to him. Yeah, it's, it's one a, of those. That's what I was saying. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. It, it, they just go off into oblivion because the spirit of Christmas outlives them. Honestly, that's 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 a good point with a lot of these Christmas villains in general. Yeah, where it's it's the spirit of the everyday people that ends up beating that villain because they're not like honestly it seems like these villain these Christmas villains they're not evil in any sense they're just kind of misguided and it seems it's, like all it's it, most of them besides you know Burgermeister and Mister Potter it's they have that redeeming quality because the Christmas spirit is so overpowering well with christmas it's more the villains are selfish and then the christmas spirit either overtakes them or they go off into oblivion Mm -hmm. it's one or the other and that's a christmas villain either the christmas of christmas spirit overpowers you or you go off into oblivion being a son of a bitch and die that way (laughs) no it's a good point like at least to my knowledge, there there isn't a lot of just good Christmas villain arcs. It's kind of uh, regurgitated sort of redemption stories. It doesn't mean or, they're bad stories. Go ahead. Or you get dropped out of the 30-second story in Nakatomi Plaza. Well, like I said, he's not a Christmas villain. I mean, he is. It happens during <laughs> the Christmas party. Uh. And the gremlins... They blow up at the end. Cool. Santa Claus, the, when it was Bill Goldberg, he just goes up back to the North Pole until he's ready to come down and, and make people feel worse next time. Krampus, he captures people in a snow globe. Well, but, your Krampus just whipped you for being drunk. Yeah, let me tell you. No, that Krampus, <laughs> I have videos of how that Krampus acted. Should we share it with our followers? I will, I will. I'll find it and I'll share it. Overall, the Christmas villains get either overcome by the Christmas spirit or they go off into oblivion. That's how normal Christmas villains happen. Uh, no, I agree. They're, it's a very predictable villainous arc, which brings me to another reason why I hate this holiday. Well, really, it's for the kids. Yeah, fuck the kids. They all suck. They're dumb as shit. Kids are dumb. She- to understand to all of our listeners no shut up eric kids are dumb no one should ever have kids we should all die out so we can save our earth that's all but that, that's it we should all kill the, ourselves the please pl- the please don't kill meaning, yourself the meaning of christmas yeah don't be doing that and then we're gonna have other all lawsuits that we gotta worry about the meaning of christmas <laughs> is about thinking more than yourself 
And that's the spirit of Christmas, well, not and- the materialistic things. It's about the Christmas spirit, about helping your fellow human being. No, I, I agree. And it, see- it seems like the villainous arc always follows that premise of you have the selfishness and then they see the the error of their ways and then they open up their hearts and their eyes to other people and other people's feelings. Yeah. That's Christmas, um, buddy. That's Christmas, buddy. That should be a catchphrase for our holiday episodes. That's Christmas, buddy. Yeah, we're going to put that in every episode now. What? That's Christmas, buddy? Yeah, especially our summer episodes. I think it'll be okay. Yeah, I think it'll right. be good. Well, let me tell you, uh, Die Hard came out in July, so Christmas in I July, don't give I a shit should... about Die Hard. We should put that in the Christmas episode when we do a Hans Gruber in July. Why would we do that? Because at Christmas in July. You're the reason Christmas. I hate Christmas. Christmas in July. I wish the fans could see how shitty of a shirt you're wearing right now, too. No, I I, I wish they could see the Christmas <laughs> shirt I'm wearing right now. Because if we could get some video in here, they would know I am festive and fun. And you're just wearing a Velociraptor he, sweater, which, by the way, is awesome. But still, screw you, man. He he looks like Santa, like, came all over his shirt. No. Yeah, I got I got gingerbread ladies with luau's. You're the worst person I've ever met. You love me and you know it. <laughs> okay, friends and family, thank you for listening to our special holiday episode of Villains on Vacation. You're all heroes in our hearts. Except for my co-host Eric, who is my villain. I hate you, but I love you. That's the best you got? Always. Go fuck yourself. God, it's a holiday episode. Just be cheery at the end. <laughs> <laughs>